Welcome back, everyone, to Friday Therapy. Uh, I don't actually remember what episode number we're on, but we're live from Fortville, Indiana, uh, hometown of Big Hubster himself. Uh, any Anything to say about Fortville? Well, uh, you know, I, I got to rep Fortville more than probably anyone does, but uh, th- I do believe this is episode nine, I, I want to say. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot, because the... Uh, Pusha T was originally going to be episode nine, but then we decided to make it not that, because uh, episode eight was really bad. Yeah, episode eight actually got vaulted, and uh, it might be coming to a certain Patreon near you. So maybe. Uh, if your name is Kai <laughs> Barons, uh, you might be able to view this exclusive content. Yeah, you might be. Not uh, sure if you'd want to, but yeah, you can well. do it. <laughs> um, yeah. So on the itinerary today. We're going to be talking about some Fortville agenda items, uh, namely the town adjacent to Fortville, Alphant, uh, whether that's real or not, because we are still unsure about this. And we're also going to be discussing uh, what the name of another Fortville would be. If there were to be a second one, what would be the name of it? And it's not Second Fortville or Fortville 2, spoiler alert, just to get you interested in that. Yeah, so I guess uh, our viewers out in Choctaw Nation as well as Belgium and potentially St. Petersburg as well, if you want to go ahead and make your preliminary guesses as to what the second Fortville would be called, maybe give a top three list. You can compare your answers to ours at the end yeah. of the pod. And it, it will be very mathematically derived. Uh, so that's probably going to be a large part of today's discussion. Especially uh, you must consider the dialects of the people who live in Fortville. Because uh, if, if this is something that you are familiar with, you can deduce probably some of the finalists before we even do ourselves. But uh, also of note, we have a special guest on the pod once again. It is the one, the only, Scoot Hubbard from The Other Chair. So if you want to go ahead and give a quick introduction as to what you're going to be doing today, and maybe a little bit about yourself as well for the Belgians. Sure. Um, yeah, glad to be a guest on the show. Um, I've a, been a, a resident of Fortville for about 10 years, so uh, just I'm um, going to add some of my Fortville expertise and uh, um, background into the conversation today. Excellent. So let's get into it. So first off, we have uh, from Madison County Historical News back in 1924, February 2nd, there was a terrible train wreck in which an unknown quantity of people perished because it was actually a head-on train wreck in which the two cars basically just exploded and everything just started combusting and only one body was able to be recovered. But uh, the tentative estimate was 21 people who died. So uh, this is relevant because it took place in Alphant, Indiana, which is described as having both southwest and south edges. So uh, how how did we think the triangular shape could be formed after we had these two edges? Well, obviously, if you have a south and southwest edge, uh, a northeastern edge would be required to finish the triangle so uh that's where i would put the other edge but uh based on our research that we conducted there are zero edges and it alphant is actually just a point on a plane so that that was quite interesting to see yeah so we went actually searching for this mythical place and uh if you know anything about the area you'll know but uh if you're heading from downtown Fortville going northeast, which is another direction that exists, actually. Oh, uh, yeah. But if you go northeast, uh, you'll be 
going to Ingalls, which is a place that actually supposedly has a government, but actually does not. But uh, on your way to Ingalls, you'll pass through uh, what is supposedly Alphonse. <laughs> but uh, what actually did we decide is Alphonse? Well, so when you look up Alphonse on Google Maps, uh, what pops up is not what you expect, like a, a boundaried area, but it is actually just a point on, on the map. And everyone knows that a map is actually just a constrained plane, so it's a point on said plane. And uh, this point is actually quite special because it marks a point very close to where the, the infamous accident took place. Uh, how, how would you describe this point? Yeah, so I, I would describe it actually as a residential point because uh, once you're on 36, you will take a left to go north instead of northeast. Uh, you will cross over the said train tracks where the accident occurred. And if you're going north, uh, if you look to your left, you will see a storage bin area. And this is actually supposedly where the accident, which is described as the worst in Madison County history, the most atrocious thing to ever happen to the county, uh, which I think is up for debate, but that's what is claimed in the article. Apparently it was here. However, this is at the juncture of 750 and San Marco Street because it has to be San Marcos because we're in Indiana, so we're also in Texas. But if you turn right to go just east, <laughs> this is where Alphonse supposedly is located, but you actually do not want to stop at the first house because it's not the right one. You have to go to the second house, and that is actually Alphonse, just this <laughs> point. <laughs> that house, it's in the middle of the house where Alphonse is located, uh, which is quite entertaining because uh, an entire town located with the, within your kitchen... Uh, would be quite a funny concept indeed. So if you're looking for this house, uh, some markers that you may see on San Marcos Road is the American flag baseball artwork. It was, uh, cans? Made out of, not cans, it was made of like a pallet. Oh. So yeah, some sort of American artwork. And made then... out of wood. It's wooden, I believe. So a wooden America. A wooden, <laughs> wooden America. So not steal anyone, but... Uh, uh, this is actually a one-lane road, so there's no place to turn around unless you'd like to enter Alphonse, which no one wants to do. So you have to keep going. It gives you a warning that there's no outlet. And then you might be able to see out of the corner of your eye in the due north-east-east direction yeah. is... What, east by northeast? East by northeast is a man riding a tractor that is burnt, rusted orange. And this is not your average John Deere riding mower, folks. This is a full-blown tractor. He's just romping about the area. I'm not really sure. And this guy is always there, no matter what time you show up. He, he will be there at 3 in the morning if this is the time that you decide to show up. He will be there anytime. Uh, this is, of course, unless he decides to not be there anymore. Then he will not be there. Well, yeah, if, if he relinquishes his gatekeeper of Alphant rule, uh, we'll have to deal with that ourselves. But until further notice, he is the gatekeeper. Well, yeah, I mean... This man, he, he really takes his job seriously, riding on this, this tractor, uh, making sure that no hooligans enter Alphant. I mean, it, it deterred us from entering Alphant, which, thank God, because who wants to go to Alphant? Yeah, and then uh, anything you would like to add about Alphant, as, as someone who lives very close to where it supposedly is, you actually didn't know of its existence. So does this support, or can you go for the null hypothesis on Alphant existing? Um, I've never personally driven through Alphant or uh, visualized Alphant, so uh, <laughs> it still seems to be uh, like a black hole or maybe a myth. Um, yeah. So we're not really sure. That's why we're we're uh, under 
this is under investigation. So, um, so uh, you know, Logan and Jan have both uh, driven out to the supposed uh, location of Alfont and uh, have witnessed it themselves. <laughs> and the tractor. Uh, well, it's, it's still up to debate after what we've seen, but uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, w whether it's actually a place or a point, uh, because a point cannot be a place, because no one can actually be one-dimensional, Unless you're Kai and you're Flat Stanley in the back well, of his head. He's not Flat Stanley. Flat Stanley is two-dimensional, fun fact. Uh, so if, <laughs> if Flat Stanley got flattened in the other, in the other direction, so he would, then he would become a point, Point Stanley. Uh, so... <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, in addition uh, other alfont news uh, we do have a second alfont so this is kind of a corollary to alfont so if you're looking up alfont on google maps or the internet or the madison county historic registrar you would use the spelling a l f o n t which makes a lot of sense it, to it, it is very important that you don't add an e to the end of this because there is a a place in Ingalls that is called Alfont, but not Alfont. Yeah, so this one, instead of the font, it's actually the Fonte, because yeah. Ingalls is very exotic like this. So they added an E onto the end of Alfont and made it its own avenue. Yes, and uh, a fun fact about Ingalls is that you will likely die if you enter this area. <laughs> <laughs> yes, according to the internet, uh, this is the most dangerous place in Indiana. You are the most likely to be a victim, a victim of a violent crime yeah. in Ingalls compared to anywhere else, including Gary. So I'm not really sure how this is achieved by Ingalls, considering we actually have seen police in the area, even outside of the area, doing their thing. Well, yeah, I think they're too busy enforcing laws outside of Ingalls than in Ingalls <laughs> to actually deter any violent crimes from happening. So <laughs> yeah. So how how many cops do you think might be in Ingles itself? Though? I think we saw all of them, all two, all two of them. Okay. Yeah. yeah well, I, I can see how that's gonna occur then. So uh, we saw two police in Ingles, but actually only one of them was in Ingles. Yeah. One of them was in Fortville and hanging out at the Lincoln Square <laughs> oh, Pancake hold House. Hold on. Is this was this Fortville or was this Ghoul? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So supposedly, according to the Madison County Historic Registrar, back in the t Roaring Twenties, which is a nice Bill Tilden tennis reference, but uh. Uh, so currently, the structure of things going from southwest to northeast on US 36, you have Fortville at the most southwest, and then you have the mythical place known as Alphonse, Indiana, if it's even there, and then Ingalls, and then you'd move on to other things like Pendleton and Anderson, stuff like that. However, Madison County, actually, this dude's name is Stephen Jackson, so if you know him, uh, definitely, definitely connect us to him, but... Uh, he mentions that there have been other, what did he call them, sidings? Yeah. S-I-D-I-N-G. So, and let me clarify. So a railroad, a railroad siding is a, a place where um, a train will uh, kind of go off the main track and sit there and let another train pass by. So there were two, um, the cru crucial thing in this accident was there was a, a siding in Gaul, I think it's G-O-U-L, yeah. and one in oh. Dent. And so those were both close to Alphonse and also um, Fortville. So um, apparently one of these trains um, was supposed to pull off on one of these sightings in Gaul or Dent, and they got confused uh, which sighting to pull off on. So they collided head-on in 1924, I think yeah, it was. Yeah, that, that is correct. Yeah. You got it all. 
So those were sightings. There were sightings, but we have not investigated. We haven't, we haven't, uh, you know, walked the length of the track to see if the sightings still exist. We don't see any signs for the sightings. Yeah. So, uh, we determined that Ghoul is the one that is between somehow in between Alphont and Ingalls, right? No, 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 no. Uh, that's Dent. Dent. That's a Dent. Uh, Ghoul is the one that's between Forval and Alphont. Okay. So yes, yeah, somehow uh, there's something in between a point <laughs> and a place. And then well, that would make sense if it's a if the place doesn't in. If the point is not on the perimeter of the place. Well, I feel like if Alphant is not real, or okay. even if it is real, if it is real, then it would be, encom- if it's a point, it would be encompassed by Ingalls, right? So how could there be something in between it and Ingalls? Hmm. Yeah, that, that, that would, it would just be in Ingalls, right? Yeah. So if you go to Ingalls to Ingalls, you're in Ingalls. Yeah, so... Uh, According to the Madison County Historic Registrar, then, in about a three-mile span, there is somehow all of these towns of Fortville, Dent, Alphont, Ghoul, and Ingalls, all within like a two- or three-minute drive of each other. Yep. So, uh, Well, not of each other, just two- or three-minute drive, period. You yeah, start at Fortville, you end up in Ingalls. That's a three-minute drive? Yeah, and you got the five towns. Yep, you, you pass through all of them. Uh, my favorite one has got to be Ghoul because it has the funniest name. Yeah, well, that's a great criterion to use. But uh, uh, in addition, we discovered something called the Ingalls Town Hall that is located in Ingalls. And we wanted to see this because we were not aware of Ingalls actually having a government considering Fortville does not. So uh, we went to this location, and it's actually just a bank that probably has not been used in around 40 years or so. So... Uh, I don't know what Tim Apple was thinking on this one. But. Yeah, well, Tim Apple guided us to this location, and uh, I don't think he, he did a great job. Uh, it, it might be actually elsewhere, uh, but the place that he took us to was a, a bank that has been at least 50 years abandoned. So, Yeah, so I, I guess uh, what would be our course of action if we determined that Affont is actually not real? Would we uh, instruct Tim Apple to remove it from the maps, or what, what are we going for here? So I think that what we would do is we'd actually make it real. So we would make a town around this supposed point and call it Alphant 2. Alphant 2? Yeah. Named the after ma- the original that does not <laughs> exist. Well, I mean, or I think, I think the original Alphant uh, was just created to make a site for the historic accident. Uh, it's not an actual place. Hmm. Uh, despite having two edges that extend out in apparently infinite planes. Well, that's like just drawing two lines off the supposed point randomly. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> so the <laughs> there, there is another possibility that has not been considered thus far on the podcast, which is that uh, Alphant is actually all-encompassing, that everywhere is Alphant. Yeah. And also not Alphonse at the same time. Well, if you think about it as Alphonse being a point, and you can draw lines off this point, right? But the lines don't intersect with any other lines creating another point. So they're just arbitrary lines. You can put them wherever you want. So only if you add a third line will there, will there be more points, provided that this third line is not on another line. Exactly. Yeah. What, what if we had like a lattice structure for Alphonse? And so you had like Alphonse... And then not Alphant, then Alphant again. Mm, and then like this a, continues. A binary structure? Yes. This would be quite interesting. Uh, 
because there would be places that are very clearly Alphant and very clearly not Alphant, which seems to be not the case since there are only places that are very clearly not Alphant. So I guess we can shelve this particular theory and uh, move on to the next subject that we have, which is um, shifting a bit to the southwest. We actually have another place that is very much real called Fortville, or as some of the residents would like you believe to be Forville. So uh, knowing this and knowing uh, just how popular it is among everybody, uh, especially those who live in Oxford, Ohio, we decided that there should be a second one because the first one wasn't good enough. So if there was a second Fortville or Forville, uh, w what do we think are the potential operations that we could do to Forville, which is spelled four V-I-L-L-E? Yeah, so uh, we decided to take the liberty of abridging the name Fortville to Fourville, spelling it in text message slang for and then Ville, like the number four. And then uh, I, I began to wonder, well, what if there was a second one? Would it be Fiveville? Would it be Fourville too? Well, that's just too many numbers. So we have to simplify this somehow. But if, is it multiplication? Is it eightville? Is it is it uh, is eight or is it like an exponential function? Would it be sixteenville squared? Now this is just very hard to to wrap my head around, quite honestly. Uh, but these are all very excellent options and. Uh, Friend of the show, Lauren Hubbard, did bring up a good point that this could be called uh, Fort Factorialville, Factorial, where there's a factorial uh, exclamation point after Fort and after Ville. Yeah, so uh, obviously uh, the, the two esteemed academics we are, we were hot on the trail on figuring out, of course, what four factorial was, which was uh, first determined to be 12, then later 24, but once we got that down, <laughs> we... We had to move on to what Ville Factorial could possibly be. So, uh, and uh, let it be known that four factorial is a problem that has been <laughs> stumping many esteemed mathematicians all the way back to Fermat. Uh, th this guy, he had no idea. So we are actually the first to discover the true value of four factorial. Yeah. So w once we once we had completed this monumental task, we had to do Ville Factorial to complete the factorial. Well, and this is chain. still still up in the air, quite honestly. Is it v Ville Ill? L-L-E-L-E-E. -E. Yeah, so the first, the first theory that I had was that uh, you take the vil and then you multiply it by the V-I-L-L and then the V-I-L and then the V-I and then the V. But oh. you don't actually multiply it. You just add it on because we can do whatever we want. <laughs> so we actually have 24 vil, 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 vive. <laughs> so that, that's uh, one theory that's floating around uh, well, I think many I corners like of the internet. Vil, il, ol, ol, e. <laughs> oh yeah, there's also the inverse of this one, which yeah. was just uttered, probably for the first time. But uh, so th there's that also. And then, what if we hit the distributive property on letters? How would this look? Distributing the, like the multiplying to get them together. So it would be v to the fifth i. <laughs> Yeah, so if we're thinking of it, it's like V plus I plus L plus L plus E instead of just one value. Oh, and then you factorial this entire function? Yes. Oh, wow. Uh, well, I'm no mathematician, but I think that this would be a very tough problem. <laughs> uh, because depending on the values of V, I, L, L, and E, this would be 
subject to change because it would be actually V-I-2-L-E. And then you can take the two out and make everything one half. What if we have L and lambda then? L and lambda? Yeah. And they're just different values. Oh, well, then uh, it gets even more difficult. <laughs> so let's say that the hypothetical value, if you add these together, would be 7. Well, this would be 7 times 6 times 5 times 4 times 3 times 2 times 1 and so on until you reach 1 which was already said <laughs> yeah so uh, what, what if we determined that each of these letters actually represented a different place in Indiana oh uh, well then you could use the uh, coordinates and put it into a vector and then factorialize the vector after you add the vectors together Okay, so obviously we have the L for Lawrence and the I for Ingalls. Yeah, the lambda would have to be Logan's house. So. Oh, okay. Uh, and then the uh, E can be for Evansville, and then yeah. I can just be for Indiana. Oh, I thought. Oh, I, I is Greenwood. for Ingalls. Then V is for. <clears throat> Valparaiso. Valparaiso. That's a good one. <laughs> or Vincennes. Or Vincennes. Yes, it could be Vincennes. So we can go for Vincennes because it's more Indiana than Valpo. And then, uh, well, obviously, we don't have the, the faculties to do this math now, but uh, assuredly, this will get done in the future to find the true value of this. But we don't even know if this is the right methodology at all for discovering the second name. We could have two Lawrences, even. Oh, Lawrence Lawrence? So the, be... Well, there's Lawrence North and Lawrence Central, so there's already oh. basically two Lawrences that exist. Oh, well, that's already two too many. There should be zero. Oh, I agree, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, <laughs> let's actually talk about what uh, our, our guest Scoot here thinks is probably actually the worst moment in Madison County history. Not the crash, but actually the creation of Anderson, Indiana. So, uh, yeah, let's just give some, some... I know you have a great history with Anderson uh, dating back to your Ball State Memorial Hospital days. Uh, so if you, if you want to give me you know, a couple thoughts on Anderson, uh, what their people usually do when they're dying, things like of this nature. <laughs> <clears throat> well, yeah, I was a pathologist at Ball Memorial Hospital, and uh, we um, occasionally had uh, uh, autopsies from uh, residents of Ma Madison County, and uh, frequently they were um, um, homicides, and they were drug-related homicides. So uh, um, hopefully, uh, you know, hopefully... Things are improving at, in uh, Madison and uh, County, and um, uh, the drug problem is decreasing. Oh. And, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> unfortunately, this is actually the opposite of what's happening. But uh, oh, one, one can hope, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, that's why we have to um, kind of uh, uh, you know raise uh, raise up Fortville and and keep keep Fortville um, growing and and. Uh, Prosperous, Pro, yeah, prosperous. So people f from Madison Ca County can enjoy Fortville and the culture. <laughs> go back to Madison County. <laughs> <laughs> well, Fortville's a really nice, uh, nice little walking area, nice little downtown area. They have lots of nice shops and restaurants. And um, you know, once we get the name sorted out, um, I think it's a really great place to visit. Okay, well, well great thoughts there uh, from Scoot on Anderson. Uh, they also are known for having a lot of bugs. And because they do not spray their uh, nature preserves, bike their bike trails in the nature preserves. So uh, definitely pack some, some DEET if you're heading up in the area. Or drink some tonic water, as we established earlier. This is great for keeping mosquitoes away from you. Yeah, it's also great for if you're, if you're lacking on your 
average sugar for your American diet for the day, you can actually just have a shot of tonic water and you should be back for right where you need to be. Yeah, considering that one uh, liter of it contains about 100 grams of sugar, uh, this is very excellent, an excellent source of sugar, to say the least. Okay, well, now that we had that little brain break, let's get back, do some number crunching, and uh, see what other potential operations could be performed on Forval. All right, I, th I think we should actually keep it uh, relatively close to our, our options, which is uh, Fortville to Fiveville. Sixville. Sixville. Eightville. Eightville. Sixteenville squared. Sixteenville squared, and then Fort Factorialville Factorial, which we established earlier has a very complicated value that involves linear algebra. Well, there's also Twoville, which uh, would happen if you divided four by two, as oh, well, uh, yeah. I've recently discovered. And there's also Zeroville uh, for the old modulo, which is one of my least favorite mathematical operations. But yes. uh, unfortunately, you do have the four divided by two with zero remainder, which would lend to Zeroville. Yep. So that would put us at eight total things. So let's pick our top three. Uh, my top three are Fiveville, Eightville, and Zeroville. What do you have as your top three? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, one thing that hasn't been brought up is the original name of Fortville was Walpole. Oh, so okay. I don't know. I don't know if that that might, you know, change change the dynamics of the oh, conversation. Well. So it's W A L P O L E. That was the original name. Hmm. So, but there's no numbers involved in that. Name. Interesting. Unfortunately, yeah. So but I there think, are walls. I think to keep it complicated, we should uh, keep. The <laughs> <laughs> we have to have the numbers. Kind of like the factorial, you know, fourville factorial. That's pretty. So would it be twenty-four vill or the twenty-four vill factorial, where we have each letter representative as a place in Indiana, and then we have to do the whole coordinate plane? The idea where uh, each letter represents a place in Indiana, I think that's a great idea. Yep. I think yep. I would I would really honor the Hoosier State. Yeah, well, unfortunately, this is actually something you'd like to avoid doing at all costs uh, most of the time. But uh, I, I, do, I do concur that that seems to be uh, my runaway winner. Uh, unfortunately, uh, this will always be a changing and dynamic value considering that Anyone can just choose their own place in Indiana and compute it themselves. Well, no, we chose the places earlier. Uh, v was for Vermont. Vincennes. <laughs> or Vermont, Vermont, Indiana. Vincennes or Valparaiso. Well, uh, one thing that's... No, Vincennes. Let's keep it, <laughs> let's keep it to one place. <laughs> I was for Ingalls, L, Lawrence, and Logan's house because there's two of them. So there's Ooh, one. Lawrence and Lawrence. Lawrence, oh, Lawrence, Lawrence, Lawrence and Lawrence. All right, instead yeah. of Lo Logan's house. Uh, and then E was for Evansville. Evansville. Yeah. So these are the places uh, so that it's not a dynamic number and it's actually just a, st well, it would be a static vector of two values. So, But I'd like to add that you would not be wrong if you created other places in Indiana. I know uh, one thing that Indiana and Ohio as well, uh, they like to actually name uh, their towns after places in Europe that are famous because they know that no one who ever lives in this town will ever actually be able to travel to experience the real thing. Shout out Versailles, Ohio for not calling it Versailles. Unfortunately, uh, we actually call that one Versailles, Indiana in our state, so uh, our people are just better at talking than yours. Well, yeah, probably. The, the Hoosiers, I mean, they had to come up with a whole different name than Indianans or Indianians or Indianese. Or Indianites. 
Yeah, all of the above. Uh, Hoosiers just is a completely different word. So. <laughs> yeah, I believe the only one in the entire union to uh, bestow this trait. Yeah, uh, well, I think my favorite of those would be Utahns. I think that's a funny word. So I, I also like the Connecticuters oh. and also the Massachusettsans because it's <laughs> difficult to say if you're from Fortville. Absolutely. Lab generated to make it's me probably talk difficult bad. to say if you're from anywhere. Well, I bet I bet the Massachusettsans <laughs> have this one in lock. I think honestly. they just say that they're from Boston most of the time. Well, yeah, the Boston. That's the only thing in Massachusetts. Well, there's also uh, Cambridge. Well, we hate them a lot. That's just Boston. Makes sense. Yeah. So uh, I guess uh, a final final chapter to this uh, glorious episode would be. Uh, the man himself, Cephas Fort, who is actually the founder of Fortville. Uh, we, we've done quite a bit of research on this man and his single photograph that exists on the internet that is actually mostly just the color yellow, and you can barely make <laughs> out his silhouette uh, within it. But uh, we traveled to Fort Cemetery, which is named after the man, and we found his tombstone and also uh, many of the other favorite tombstones of your favorite Fortvillian streets like Stadt and Doty and others that I cannot recall, but also McCord from McCordsville. So it was just really a crazy place. Yeah, uh, I, I recall a lot of people named Moon, a lot of people named Herr, uh, which is just German for Mr. So uh, being named Mr. as your last name, kind of unfortunate. Uh, but all in all, lots of interesting names. I would definitely go there if I needed to write a book and I needed character names for a place that's in the middle of Indiana. Yeah, so uh, af after, this is, after this book releases and we make enough money off the royalties to start this second Fortville, uh, you know, we were having the thoughts of when we do this ourselves, uh, what kind of legacy will we build? Will, be, will we be like Cephas, where we have our own graveyard and we're just like this really cool guy who gets a mural in the center of it? Yeah. Or will we just not name the town after ourselves and call it like... Well, I think we already established that we're calling it 24... Ville factorial, which is actually a <laughs> a vector of two numbers, depending on which values you choose. Uh, yeah, but uh, uh, something interesting about Fort that uh, was brought up is that he actually, you know, he was a humble guy. He wanted to call it Walpole, and then the name Fortville just followed him because he was that much of an influential character. So, well, he had to, so. yeah, I feel like after we put this name out into the void. Uh, we could really name our town whatever we want, and the 24-Ville Factorial will just find its way back eventually. Yep. I mean, it's obviously a crazy name because uh, it would end up just being two numbers, depending on what places you pick for it to be. So, uh, And it would be a very complicated numbers at that. I guess also, uh, moving on to other things that are in Fortville that are notable, the IGA market, uh, that was something that you were familiar with, which I was kind of surprised uh, because there's also one in Nashville, Indiana, supposedly. So, uh, yeah, just what do you have on the IGA markets front that apparently I was lacking? Because this is the only one I've ever been to. Um, IGA, we had IGAs uh, close to our house when I was growing up in the uh, 70s. And um, they're really kind of a rare, uh, rare find, kind of a historical find. So, uh, you know, if you want to uh, track IGAs throughout the Midwest, you can uh, look at one in Fortville and then drive further south to Nashville, Indiana, and Brown County. Um, you know, Nashville, Indiana is really a nice, uh, 
really nice place, nice downtown walking area, and you can visit Brown County State Park while you're there and do some mountain biking. Yeah, I mean, that, that sounds like a, a great day trip uh, for probably anyone, but especially those who want to go to IGA markets would yep. be a great demographic. And just a shout out to Iga Sviatek for naming these markets after herself and also having an insane winning streak on the WTA tour. So. Yeah, so definitely we love Iga Sviatek in this house and certainly throughout all of the Fortville tennis lore because it's actually just us yep. who are having the tennis lore because no one else actually cares about tennis. Well, uh, that's why the tennis episode has to come out soon because we have some interesting things to say about Stefanos Tsitsipas. So. Yeah, and, and in particular, uh, many elements of citrus pass that could be of interest to yes. a certain someone, mm-hmm. which is actually just us. Yeah. But uh, apparently Choctaw as well, so yep. shout out to him. So I, I guess... I hope you've enjoyed this recap of Alphant, Indiana, as well as Ingalls and the whole Forval 2 conundrum, which has really been eating at the hearts, souls, and brains of many esteemed academics in the area. So uh, glad we got this clarified, put out there for anyone who was kind of wondering or maybe just not sure about uh, what the second Fortville would be entitled. Uh, They now have direction as to where to look. What? (laughs) So uh, I I guess that that, kind of sums it up, our our thoughts on this conundrum. So I guess we'll we'll take you out. Uh, We want to give a big shout out to our special guest, Scoot Hubbard, for coming through. Uh, I know it was a late notice and uh, certainly not an easy decision, but it was made. And I I believe that uh, Scoot was definitely satisfied to be on this episode and probably will return for future episodes with Heiko Behrens. So I guess we'll take it out from here. Uh, from Logan and Jan on Friday Therapy Podcast, Season 1, Episode 8, along with special guest Scoot Hubbard. Thank you for listening, not watching, because we did not use the MacBook camera, because we didn't use it. <laughs> yeah, well, we're, we're signing off. That'll, that'll be it. All right, peace. Hey, good night.